Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jess. And what are we talking about today? Aliens. <laughs> another one, another theme I suggested, and then when it came to reading, I said to myself, Why? Why did I suggest this? I don't, well, I say I don't like alien books, but truthfully, I'd never read one before. I'm just not traditionally into what I consider sci-fi. I mean, yeah. people would say the whole paranormal genre could be labeled sci-fi. sci-fi, but I'm talking like aliens, space, spaceships. I would say you're not into space adventure because like, I don't know. I feel like sci-fi is such a like weird term to use because like, I remember growing up reading like Aldous Huxley, like that was sci-fi, but that that's not aliens. Like, I don't know. It's just like very different. I don't know. I think sci-fi is just a very broad stroke. Um, but yeah, space adventures, I'd say not really. Right. <laughs> and honestly, after reading these couple of books, I don't you know changed. that that's really what we got, but. No. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, I think I'm going first. So do it. Yeah, let's just jump right in. <laughs> Nuts to the small talk this week. We just were saying it's getting hot in the day, and and we don't have AC in here. So yeah, chit chat aside, let's just dig into these books. We'll still find some chit chat. No worries. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, so I read the Crinner Captive, and I don't have any idea if I'm pronouncing that. That's right so funny. Or not. We always say things differently. I read it at the as the Crinar. Okay, that could totally be. It's K R I N A R. So Crinar Captive, the Crinar Crinar whatever Captive <laughs> by Anna Zares, and it was released in October of 2016, and it's a standalone. But I was looking back because there are a bunch of other Crenar titles, mm-hmm. um, but it looks like a lot of them are actually even written by other authors. But this author did do the Crenar Chronicles, and I don't know if they were written before this book. They take place five years later. But I didn't dig in too much to see if they were written after or before. I it doesn't no say in there. It does say that, you know, there's also this series, but you don't have to read this one first for those to make sense or vice versa. So I, I don't know. I've seen that and then been like, I don't need to read the other ones. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I So, yeah. So for all intents and purposes, this is a, a standalone because I think even the other titles are different couples and they happen like after the invasion. So I'll just get to my synopsis. So Emily falls to her death from a walking bridge in the Costa Rica jungle, which is not a spoiler because that happens like immediately. Like that's where you start. She's hanging off of this bridge and then she falls. And Zarin, Zaron, Zarin, rescues her and spirits her away to his weird alien tech home in the middle of the jungle um he later he uses his alien technology to heal her 
and she sleeps for two days and wakes up and then he reveals that he is another species called Krenar who's been sent to Earth from his home planet to find like adequate places to set up these bases or like I don't know what you call them like flagships for his people because they're about to like make contact with Earth in two weeks. So because of this and a directive from his leaders that he agrees to comply with, he tells Emily that she has to stay there in his house with him for two weeks until his people make contact with Earth because he can't chance that she's going to go and tell somebody that they're coming or whatever but it's really he just wants to keep her there because he's like hot to chop for her pretty immediately he's hot to chop for her like nasty broken <laughs> body that he finds strewn over rocks in the middle of this oh my god lake. i don't even remember this but okay <laughs> um well it's funny because he does say like this is a little bit later after she's healed and woken up and he's really starting to be like, ooh, she's so hot. I like the way she looks. But he's like makes a couple of comments to himself like, I was really concerned with healing her and her recuperating and I never like was thinking about fucking her during that time. But that's totally oh. not true because he had this dialogue going with himself where he was making these comments about her body or how like, oh, I would be attracted to her XYZ. <laughs> so, you know, like he obviously was thinking it from the get-go. Um but anyways, so her stay during her stay there the lines become blurred between captive and captor as the attraction bet between the two of them starts to grow wild. That's my... Yeah. I, I don't... I, I assigned this book and I read it, but I don't really remember much. I do remember his weird, like, high-tech getaway in the jungle. Yeah. So as far as like an alien book goes or what I maybe was envisioning when I sat down to engage with this material. Um, it's not what I was expecting in terms of like its alienness. Um, but I did appreciate that they went into a lot of detail about the different technology that his people have and, mm -hmm. you know, especially his house. I mean, kind of all his house and, of course, the healing technology because he runs this scanner over her body. And that – I can't remember what the science-y term for it is, like nanites or something like that. Gets oh, that's right. In her. Nano something. Yeah, nano yeah. something. I'm no scientist. It's always nano something if it's beyond our understanding. So Right. <laughs> so uh, absolutely they've got – they're a, a more advanced society in their ability to heal. And then the house can sense what, like when you need to be clean, it can sense when doors need to open. So you just are able to walk through without touching anything. And then you go to like do your business in the bathroom and it bidets you and flushes and you just stand in the shower and it somehow manages to, it's like the Jetsons. <laughs> It's a smart house. It's yeah, it like knows, like it you. cleanses you and washes you and dries your hair and you look perfect. So yeah. 
I liked that. All of the furniture you sit on, even though it looks super uncomfortable, it molds to fit your specific body so that it's the most comfortable <laughs> thing you ever sat on or same thing with the bed. And so in that sense, I'm like, okay, I get there. That sounds like a, a good place to be held captive if you're going to be held Right. Captive like she's somewhere. very cozy. And it just so happens that she, Emily, is in this tra- like transitional part of her life. Like she lost her job recently. She had already had this trip to Costa Rica planned. So she's like, fuck it, even though my savings are getting low. But she has all the savings. I don't know. She's a finance lady. She's like high-powered New York City, all about her career. But then she gets laid off. And so now she's I don't know what to do with my life now. And she's mostly mad that he's keeping her captive because she's got like a really important uh, interview with a hedge fund which I'm like I don't even know what a fucking hedge fund is so I had right. to look it up on Wikipedia and I still don't have any idea what a hedge fund is it's a pooled investment fund that trades in relatively liquid assets and is able to make extensive use of more complex trading portfolio construction and risk management techniques in an attempt to improve performance, such as short selling, leverage, and derivatives. There's a lot of other terms in that paragraph that, I don't that are also links. <laughs> so I stopped right there because I said, okay, this this requires a a deep dive and and truth be told, I have zero interest in the finance world or hedge funds. Yeah. And frankly, I feel a little bit resentful that this book made me look that up because <laughs> she well, and it's funny because I was looking at the author. And she is actually an attorney by day who pens adventurous and edgy romance stories by night. How? how, I mean, kudos to you because I work three days a week and I can barely get it together (laughs) to do anything else constructive with my time. So I'm glad that this person is holding down two full-time jobs, basically. Um, So it made a little, I mean, not that I don't know what sort of law she practices, but I was like, okay, I kind of get that where she's got like this (laughs) girl in this like, I don't know, this like finance business world. It just seemed like there was a lot of emphasis placed on that and it didn't really matter to the story ultimately. Oh, so you're saying like the author, what matters to the author kind of seeped into the story maybe a bit? That's what I'm guessing because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out because she kept making a big point of how she worked so hard. She worked like 80 hours a week and all this stuff about the finance world and really wanting a job with this hedge fund that I thought somehow the person that she had the interview with that she ended up missing, that that company or something was going to come back around to be an adversary to the Cronar people, but no, it yeah. just completely didn't matter to the story at all. So other than I guess to have her have some sort of um, resistance to her staying because it's like she yeah. had places to be and things to do because right? just beyond that, like you said, like it's a really like a cozy place getaway. in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously very attracted to Zeron right off the bat. Um, he's 
you know, drop dead gorgeous, looks exactly like a human uh, being. In fact, I wanted to come back to that a little bit because that's something that you mentioned in the last podcast about these alien books and how alien can just be a term that you use to define anything paranormal and you mentioned vampire and I didn't know if you were thinking about this book because yeah that's exactly it like basically he's a vampire (laughs) like he looks exactly like a human except he's 600 years old because their species doesn't age the same way that humans do he's fat incredibly fast incredibly strong and he drinks blood and so, I don't even remember that part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he ends up drinking her blood, I think, the first time they fuck. And it has some sort of, his saliva has some sort of effect on humans where it, it you know, creates a lot of pleasure, which that's kind of a, a trope, like the vampire's kiss. Um, but also, it, you don't really remember what happened. So she just Uh knows she had a lot of pleasure, but sort of like blacks out about the specifics of the night. And then we come to find that that's a side effect of their taking blood from a human. And so he he didn't want to tell her that that's what happened because he's trying not to break the rules too much in terms of giving her too much information about their species and what's about to happen because he doesn't want to get in trouble and he doesn't want to get her in trouble like he's very much (laughs) they're very drawn to each other and they have this not only chemistry but this kind of insta relationship with each other that that was the other thing that annoyed me about this book because it's it felt really unearned Mm, okay like Yes, I understand she's obviously appreciative that he saved her life. And we find out that he has been grieving the loss of his partner, his wife, who passed away, I think it maybe it was five to seven-ish years, and he's been kind of shut off from his life, and he hasn't felt a connection to anyone until he meets her, and it's they don't even bring mate, the whole mate concept into it, but it reads very much like I thought that that's going to be what was coming. And as much as that trope, I mean, I like it, but it's definitely played out. At least it serves as some sort of explanation for this. You can't fight against it. Draw that, that these two characters have. And I felt like these two characters definitely had that, but there was it wasn't really any explanation for it, at least that I found satisfying beyond like, OK, you're hot for each other. I think they're just that hot. That's yeah, it. and they're definitely fucking. So as far as spice goes, like I give this a four and a half out of five for spice. And I'm yeah. only like saving half the spice points, whatever those are, eventually we'll come up with something. Because as far as like alien sex goes their sex is pretty vanilla i mean there's a lot of it and it's very descriptive and there's definitely some anal that happens but no (gasps) ass eating oh i'm so sorry i did not remember that (laughs) yeah but there's no i don't know there's no like super weird stuff going on that you'd be like "Ooh, this must be what the aliens do there was nothing like that so i figured you know i don't want to give it five because you got to have some room to grow (laughs) 
That's so nice of you. Push these authors. But yeah, I mean, it was sexy. It yeah, was, that was, was lots of sex. My, and, like, it was pretty hot. That's my take. Like when I recommended, I was like, I don't remember this book that well. I remember the fancy house. I remember the jungle. I remember the main guy's really hot. And I do remember there was a lot of sex. And I thought it was like hot sex from my takeaway. But yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about it right now. But that was my takeaway. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. I didn't really connect with the characters that much. And I think. I appreciate a spicy book. I definitely do. But I do think that that is one of the downsides of having a a one-off book that does have a lot of spice in it. Because you have to take time then out of the story to have that spice be there. And unfortunately, you know, you might be explaining or writing a sex scene, but that's those are pages that you're taking away from character development and world building. Mm-hmm. And I thought that those those were two things that were kind of lacking with this story story. Like I just didn't I didn't yeah. really feel a connection to either of the characters. Like I didn't I didn't have a chance to develop that connection. Interesting. And I, he, another thing that annoys me is that he, he like talks about how she, she's really fair haired. And so he calls her his angel constantly through the whole fucking book. And I, I really hate nicknames like that. I don't know. I hate all angel? nicknames, but yeah, angel, ooh, angel. I'm going to give like, you so much pleasure. Baby girl or little one or I hate it when they say something that like reminds me of a child. I'm like, please don't bring in like something that like childlike to sexy time. No. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I agree. I don't like any of it. I, I don't know. I think there's been a couple that are okay. Like I've Possible. given them a pass. But this angel, this angel, that just – there was a lot of eye rolling going on it kind of took me out of it a bit um but then it's I guess he I don't know that that's very attractive to him because his people are usually like more olive skinned and dark haired but then later in the story basic surface level yeah and but also later in the story there's another Krenar lady who comes to visit who's also been stationed on earth doing something else and she just kind of wants to check the situation out. She's a friend of his. And they make a point about how she, like, I think she's been in Brazil. And she keeps getting confused for Giselle. And I thought, well, Giselle's blonde. So, mm. I mean, I guess she's, like, dark blonde. But she's not, like, black I... hair and olive skinned. Giselle's kind of olive skinned. And I think Giselle's probably got some, like, dyed blonde happening. Like, that's balayage. Like, she's the one that made that super popular. I could be wrong, but I think yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I so still like, would consider yeah. her, you well, know, lighter. I see her as a brunette. Okay. Not All like right. dark, dark brown hair by any means. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, she's olive skinned. I guess. I just don't feel like it's dark enough to have Emily be so unusual. Because she's so fair? Yeah. <laughs> huh, whatever. It was just another thing where I was like, blech. Um, one sex part in here I had to highlight. It's just a descriptor. And I'm not even sure if I don't like it or I like it. It just made me laugh out loud when I read it. Yes. Um, 
So he's one long finger pushed inside her wet channel. So I don't like wet channel. And she heard him groan as her body clenched around his finger, her inner walls grasping eagerly at the intruder. (laughs) His long finger is the intruder? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's been lots of talk about inner walls in the last few books that I've been noticing. <laughs> I think I skim through that really quickly. I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing it. There are some details that I don't really like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is your inner walls. Like, it's yeah, very descriptive. It's, yeah. Um, I, but I just, the at the intruder <laughs> made me laugh. That totally makes me think of, like, oh, my God, I'm going to butcher this because I don't know it well enough. But, you know, when, like, they made the thing they called, like, the stranger or whatever, and, like, it's you do something weird with your fingers, and then there's another finger that goes somewhere you don't expect it. And it's oh, just like a technique? Yeah. I thought you were talking about a type of vibrator or something. No. Oh. Well, there probably is one called that. <laughs> but, intruder. yeah. Intruder. Stranger danger. In your wet channel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're talking about, because as I've discovered recently, I'm pretty vanilla, so... Oh, I am too. My husband just knows really weird shit and he'll tell me about it because he's on Reddit too much. Well, at least he's telling you about it and not surprising you with it. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so I found out about the stranger the other night. I'm not sure how I feel bad at Lisa. <laughs> yes. No. We have a- I mean, maybe. That could be cool. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to introduce something weird into the bedroom when you've been together with someone for a while, it warrants a conversation. There definitely needs to be a conversation, a little yeah. heads up, you know. Yeah. I'm all for, like, keeping things surprising, but, you know, let's not give each other heart attacks or anything. So. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so back to the book. So we realize – I do – Okay, so initially I had an issue with the fact that these Krenar people look exactly like humans, except for the fact that they're older, faster, stronger, etc. Better versions. They did have a, a fairly satisfying explanation for why this is, and we learned that they actually created the human race. And they did this because, as we've already discussed, they drink blood. And so they were trying to make a species that was kind of exactly the same, but also weaker so that they could easily dominate them and use them for a secondary food source because whatever human-esque type creatures they were using on their planet at that time, they were hunting them into extinction. And so they're like, okay, we're going to need another food source eventually. So they create the human race for that purpose um, but their their civilization had advanced after that to where they now they don't need that to survive. They've created basically like the synthetic blood idea so that they're able to get those nutrients from a lab and not humanity. And so they kind of yeah. have just been leaving them alone and like observing them. <laughs> I like I feel like I'm not a scientist, but in the realm of making discoveries, I feel like you would discover how to make synthetic blood before you discovered how to create a human. Like, that's just like a really big jump. I'm not sure that the human would have come first in that situation. And then also, why do you need to make your food source look like you? 
Like, do well, they because have to they have also want to fuck them. They want to fuck it. Which, ew. Yeah. Skeevy. Yeah. Totally. But then they also make a big deal about how they're vegetarians. Because <laughs> they're cultured and like. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> And so that was that was one thing that I did like and I, I sort of wanted more of. And I don't know that I'll go read more of these books because the rest of them are five years later. So it's like after the invasion has happened. Um, and so I assume that it has more emphasis on how that has impacted Earth. Because, you know, eventually the two weeks are up and he lets her leave. And then we get another kind of miscommunication trope where – she really wants to stay, but she doesn't think that he wants her to, but he doesn't want to ask her to because he doesn't want to take her freedom away. He doesn't want her to feel like she doesn't have a choice. And so, you know, he lets her go and that's really painful for him and she leaves and that's really painful for her. So she goes back to her life and you do get a little bit of how Earth is reacting to you know, the, this alien race coming down and being like, okay, well, we're going to live here in these <laughs> designated spots and we don't want to fuck with you. We're just here to coexist. Yeah. And kind of that being, you know, how do you think something like that would go down? <laughs> the people of Earth don't like change much. So obviously they're like trying to <laughs> attack them, but they're so advanced that any threat is just sort of dealt with quickly. Um, but I, I would be interested to read more about kind of that friction between learning how to share the planet. And that sort of happens at the end of the book here. So you get a little bit of it, but not very much. So, you know, the majority of the book were in this house with these two people fucking. That's yeah. pretty much all that's happening. Um, you know, she tries to escape a couple of times and that's where she learns that he's super fast and can catch her. There's also a big deal made about the fact that she's claustrophobic and that doesn't really seem to matter. I don't really know why that was introduced either. Maybe as a way to show him as a caring person because she tells him this and he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll make sure to go outside. So they go on these long walks through the jungle every couple of days when she's starting to get stir crazy. So, you know, like that's a huh. way for them to bond. Yeah, but maybe that's kind of showing like why she would love him. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. But it was very, you know, problematic because he is not letting her leave and she has clearly said at the start of the book after she's been healed but she wants to leave and he's not letting her so that right there yeah. is a, a bit of a problematic dynamic but he's a very nice captor though yeah he's a very nice captor oh and I like you know they talk about him how he's hot and once one part says from the smattering of dark hair on his chest to the clearly defined eight pack on his flat abdominum I can't say that word Abdomen? Abdom, you know, abdomen. Abdomen. Jesus. <laughs> that word always gets away from me. I don't know why. Anyway, he's an, an unbelievably gorgeous male animal. But I said, oh, okay, so we've graduated. We're, we're at eight packs now. We've graduated oh, yeah. from six packs. Or is it just because he's an alien? <laughs> but he is an alien that looks exactly like a human being. So I, I guess we're at eight packs now. I think eight packs exist. That's a thing. Okay. 
not yeah. on anyone I've seen in, in real life. But Well, I've never seen a six-pack in real life. So. Oh. <laughs> I have. No. Maybe I've seen a four-pack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any pack is a little pack. Impressive. Yeah. I don't have any packs. Nope. <laughs> don't have any. Never will. Yeah. I mean, the body's always changing. You never know. But. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I've been a member of the squishy tummy family for my whole life, and I like it that way. Yeah, like a cute little tummy. <laughs> I don't mind it. Um, you know, muscles on women are great too. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't. I'm lazy, so I'm all about the leg muscles. I've got strong legs. Yeah. Strong legs, squishy tummy. <laughs> That's how I roll. Um. <laughs> So we also learn about the term charl because, of course, at the end of the day, when these two people are going to come back together, we need some sort of remedy for the fact that he is essentially immortal and she is a measly human with a normal human lifespan. So, of course, they have this thing called becoming someone's charl. I assume that's how to say it. It's C-H-A-R-L. And sure. that is something else that they also do with the nanonites in your body, where it pretty much just turns her into, I don't want to say a crinar, because she's not getting all the advantages that they have, but it, it makes her immortal. Okay. And I think she can't get sick, so it does give her some stuff. So, you know, it's a way to be like, yeah. okay, now you're going to be together forever. There you go. Neat little bow. This is very weird because I feel like we read completely different books, but also the same books. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of the same exact stuff in my book. <laughs> oh, and I, there was just one other thing I wanted to point out that it also had nothing to do with the story, but because it's animal related, I enjoyed it. So she has a cat named George, and the cat was being pay, like taken care of by a friend of hers. And so when he lets her go... She's reunited with George. And so when she ends up going back to Zarin, he's like very concerned about making sure the cat is able to come too. <laughs> which I was like, that's adorable. But then when oh they get God. back to, because he, he doesn't understand, because I don't think their people keep domesticated animals. So she's talking about him like while they're having their time together and he's really trying to wrap his brain around. Have what it means to have you know like a cat for a pet and for companionship and then he's all about it and he makes this whole room in his house for George that's basically like a litter box room where like the whole room has like sand floors and she's like this is a little overdone like he doesn't need anything quite to this extent but he's really concerned about George being happy there so I thought that was adorable. <laughs> the way you're like describing this book, I feel like the author like wrote a list of like, what do I really want in a man? And then just sat there and check, 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 check until she got them all. Yeah. And clearly it has to be an alien because hot bod, human man, smart. Like He's this. like a biologist. That's his job. Yeah. Vegetarian. Is, you know. but yeah. Loves cats. Yeah. It loves Thoughtful. to take care of you, but also is a little bit protective. Can tell he's got a violent streak, but he can also be really gentle. 
little bit tortured from his past, but not so much that he's not capable of finding love again. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> Dark hair, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, as far as scary goes, it was not scary at all. I give it a zero out of five for scary, which kind of makes me feel like. But she was kidnapped. <laughs> eh. Really? Was she? I don't know. I feel like I need to we need to like get some scary books going on in here. But I guess I don't know, there's probably like more of a line to cross with the sexy and the scary. Like I guess the scary doesn't necessarily need to come from the alpha male of the book. It could come from something else. Mine's got scary. You're not scary? Scary. Mine is oh, scary. Oh yeah. Yours is a little bit scarier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah, that's my that's pretty much all I got for that. You book. sound like you loved it. <laughs> I I didn't hate it. I just read it and was like, okay, that I read that. Mm-hmm. That was a book. Yeah, I didn't. I read it quickly, so there was obviously something about it that was page turner. Yeah, a page turner for me because I think I read it in like three days. It was short too. I don't even do that page tapper like yeah. Weird and can just. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there wasn't, I wouldn't say I hated it. Don't read it. It was fine. But would you say read it? I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Okay. I don't, I just don't think it would come up. Like, I don't know why. I I get it for you. Like, you recommended it because we said, okay, let's read alien alien ones. And that's like one that you've read. Yeah. But I mean, you hadn't recommended it to me prior to that as something like, ooh, you got to read this. I'm excited about it. There was an alien book, and I, for the life of me, cannot find it. It's making me crazy because I did really like it. And the premise, maybe one of our listeners will know, and they can tell me what this book was. Um, The woman is, like, in her 40s, and she has two children already. But then for some reason, she ends up with an alien, and he saves her from some type of plight. I don't remember. That's all I remember, honestly. But it was good. <laughs> and her children are, like, grown. And I remember them being really concerned about her, like, taking off with an alien. But then well, they decided like they that. wanted their mom to be happy. Yeah. I like that she's older. You know, I, that's one of my things. Got some yeah. life experience. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And it was good. But I just can't, I can't find it. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, unlike the back to school theme, which I read those books and it did not change my opinion about the fact that I don't like those books. Although I did say I was going to go back and read more, more Zodiac. Zodiac Academy and I still plan to, although now that I'm, it's more in my rear view mirror, it becomes less appealing because, you know, you lose the yeah. momentum. I still will. I'm, it, I'm still going to go back to that. But I, I don't care for that genre. Yeah. Alien books. I don't know. I, I might read more. I didn't hate them. I, yeah, I mean, let's talk about yours. Because I was going to say, it sounded like you liked my book. I did like it. It I don't know why I did, but I did. All right. Well, so my book was Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. It came out in 2015. And... I have a note right under it that says, aka alien porn, because that's all this, I feel like that's all this book was. Was it bad? No, but it was absolutely like alien porn. Like that's its purpose. Um, But anyhow, 
little synopsis, synopsis. I always have a hard time with that word. So, okay. What happens in this book? Georgie wakes up in a ship and she's surrounded by other women in this ship. And let's see. Oh, there's abusive basketball headed creatures, aliens, and small little green aliens. And the small little green aliens are more what you would expect from an alien. The weird orange basketball headed guys. I don't, they sounded kind of like broy, but they're, you know, they're not human at all. They don't have a human form, really. Maybe they have a torso. They have weird feet. Um, But they're brutal. Like, they're just, like, raping women and, like, really abusive. Like, that's why I said this This book is really scary. But luckily, there's, like, some kind of problem with the ship. And they have to eject this little, like, pod that has all these trapped women in it. And they end up on another alien planet. And there they are, kind of stuck until Georgie ventures out and finds yet another alien. And then that alien ends up being an okay alien. <laughs> and um, they go on an adventure together to try to save each other and the girls. And that's it. <laughs> Wonderful, right? Yeah. Yes. So, as I said, the beginning of the book is so scary and twisted. Like, at one point, they pick up this girl and, like, she keeps screaming. They're like, don't scream. Don't ever scream. And, like, they just, like, brutally rape her. Like, gang rape. So that, I almost was like, I don't know if I can hang with this book. But the weird thing is, is there's like the tone of it is comical. Like there's just like this whole like sense of humor throughout the entire book. And I think that's maybe what made it savable to where I could continue reading it, but also made it a little disturbing because it's like that there shouldn't be like joking while this kind of stuff is happening. Yeah. But I mean, how that's probably how some people get through traumatic experiences. Yeah, well, and that's the thing that I kind of had a hard time with. Like, they even say, like, some of the girls, they don't come back from it. Like, the trauma is too much, right? So they acknowledge that, like, it is a traumatic well, experience. Well, and that girl didn't. She didn't. But Georgie's just like, hmm, yeah. Like, she just doesn't seem affected by it. And, like, that girl Liz is just like, meh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I found that kind of weird. And then there's also the one girl that just happens to be able to understand them because she's got some kind of chip in her ear that translates stuff for them. Yeah, why would they put that in there? I don't feel like they, they wouldn't want her because they will. I think the explanation was that that way the aliens could communicate with the girls to get them to do what they needed them to do. Mm. But it did seem a little weird. Uh, but then you also find out once the ship crashes, well, before that, you find out that there's also these like tubes, like pods. And those actually have like the 12 girls. So basically these these guys are kidnapping these girls to sell to the some alien sex slave trade. Right? Which is really like it's dark. I, yeah, I'm like, this is kind of terrifying. And they even say, like, as they're on the ship, they're like, there there's no hygiene. Like they're kind of sitting in like poop and they have buckets of pee. And like when they do crash, Georgie's like, that's it. Like, I'm gonna have to be the leader. And she kind of like beats this guy to a pulp which you know it's like i guess that's good but it was kind of gruesome but it's okay because all the gruesome stuff goes away because georgie gets out of the ship and then she finds was it Ver- vectal so mm-hmm. vectal is this like big burly blue alien i kind of got like um like avatar but hairy kind of vibe yeah, I had a really hard time picturing him and i ended up googling some fan art Oh. And I was like, okay, that's kind of what I was expecting. Sort of like an avatar barbarian. Barbarian, yeah, that's like totally a, what a, I like, pictured. Ram 
horn type things and yeah that's how i saw him and like you know that's that's fine like immediately i was like okay they're they're probably gonna fall in love um but like the she meets him waking up and he's eating her out (laughs) yes that is super rapey and also since you just mentioned the lack of hygiene i'm like dudes yes ladies parts have not that can't taste good. It can't taste good. And he keeps from. talking about how he has to like taste her. And I'm like, I don't care how savage you are or like primal. Like, yeah, like if there's feces somewhere around where you're, you know, shouldn't be feces, like that's not going to be a turn on. Like, I feel like we should know, like, don't eat poop. So, like, you should be like, Turned yeah. away by that because she's the bird in poop. She makes it. Yeah. Um, she mentions that multiple times, and like, that's why it's like, okay, well, you told me that this. You told me that this happened to you. That you're disgusting. Yeah. You so have all these there's one thing about there being like a suspension of disbelief belief or yeah, whatever you call that. Like I, you know, I don't need people to jump up and brush their teeth in the morning in a book before they have morning sex because I can just pretend that everyone has good breath, breath. And that's, yeah. yeah. But when you've made a point as the author to tell me how nasty your girl's gotten, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about then. <laughs> yeah, and like it's mentioned over and over. And then the fact that she even to get out, so they, when they crash, it's in a really cold and hospitable environment. And so she needs extra clothing because she just has like her like little nighty that she was kidnapped in. and. So she puts on the dead guy's clothing. Like, yeah, so I don't know. It's like, like gore and. Yeah. And so she's just, too, like, she just beat him to death. Exactly. So she's just like marinating in his gore. And then she's also got poop and pee all over her. And she's been in this container for like a good week, I think, at this point. Like, it's just, I don't know. I didn't love that. Um, but basically, he's like kind of like they don't speak the same language. So there's lots of just like. Ugh, ugh. And I feel like that could have been developed way more. Like the idea of his like other language was just like so lazy. Like there were no words. There was nothing like that I could think like, okay, this is his language or have some kind of like, give me a little bit of something like make up something a little fun, you know, but there's just nothing. It's all still in English, but you just know that they speak different languages. Which I thought, I don't know. I wanted more like world building and it just really wasn't there. I totally agree with you. However, I do think between the two books that we read, I think there's there's good stuff here. Like if she goes yes. on to further develop this world and the other books that come after, which I believe are also focused on different characters, then I don't know. Like there's something that is interesting to me about how this world works. But yes, I completely agree that much like I was saying before, maybe this is just the issue with a stand, essentially a standalone book because you're only with these two characters for one book that you just don't have enough time to yeah, cultivate that in a satisfying way when you're needing these two people to fall in love quickly <laughs> or to yeah. fuck quickly. They didn't even need to fall in love, though. Like, th- that was a weird thing, too. I mean, actually, it wasn't weird. I kind of liked that. There wasn't a whole, like, love thing. There was, like, shit, he's going down on me. That feels really good. Wow, it doesn't usually feel this good. And then she's kind of just intrigued because he's got a penis that looks like a rabbit vibrator. So she's like, oh, that's going to hit the right spots. And so, like, she's very much just like, 
well, yeah, you know, I'm in a really shitty situation. I might as well like make something out of it. So like, yeah, I'll go ahead and have sex with this guy. (laughs) Looks like it could feel good. Let's try it out. You know, it's like, I kind of, I kind of liked that, that she wasn't looking for love. Um, But then I also find it kind of odd. Like you've just come out of this super traumatic situation where you've watched women be raped and then you're just like, yeah, I'm covered in shit and piss, but I'm going to have some sex. Cause why not? Yeah. Like, I think this, this guy's nice. He's, you know, he's doing a good job down there. So like, let's just go with it. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I had a hard time like rationalizing the fact that it was turning me on because I did like, I did think that the sex was really hot. It was. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like as far as alien stuff goes, at least you're like giving me an alien. He's got some I mean, you know, he's yeah. like, he's still human-y looking enough, but he's got some parts that maybe function differently. His feet and, are different. <laughs> yeah. And like a little weird nubby fucking Nubs. penis thing. I don't know. I don't, I didn't quite get what it looked like, but then. Like a rabbit. Like it's a for dick that. and then a little. Yeah, I just wasn't sure exactly where the like little nubber thing was. But they had it in some of the fan art. It was like on his, like above his penis, like on his yeah. like, lower like at the I base. Guess groin area, I guess. So it hits your <laughs> clit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that's fun. <laughs> I didn't know there was fan art of that in particular. <laughs> I mean, there's just fan art of him and it just shows, I don't know, have fun Googling. Because there's, okay. this is a very popular, like, I, there well, was, was a, a lot of buzz series, about right? it. it. Yes, there's like 22 books, I think. And yeah. I have been hearing a lot about it recently and I hadn't heard anything about it prior to that. So I was actually surprised when I looked up and saw that it was from 2015 because I, I thought it was newer. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, shit, there's 22 books out and it's been out for a while. So I am curious, like if in those 22 books we develop the world more or if those 22 books bucks books are just like this like this is the thing this is alien porn this is gonna fit a formula it's gonna get you off and then you're gonna be done with it right because like there's definitely series like that where you're like all right i know what this is gonna be and i like this you know we're just gonna or, you know yeah like when you're yeah exactly like when you're in the mood for that or whatever yeah exactly so i'm like i thought well and i was thinking about that too like i can't say i loved this book but like I feel like maybe I, like if I was in a mood where I'm like, I don't know what to read. Like, maybe I would pick up another book from this. Like, Yeah, here's the thing. I'm saving it for that book hangover. Because yeah, I exactly. feel like this is a good, like, sprinkle those in when you've just finished a book that makes you super depressed. Maybe it's like a cliffhanger ending and you're going to have to wait for another year before the next book comes out. Because you know... You're going to feel disappointed with whatever you read next because it's not going to hold a candle to what you just finished. So let's just put some quick and dirty yeah, and alien I think that, porn in there to perk you up a little. Right. And that's where like I'm like, palate cleanse for yeah. the next world. You're going to. Yeah. That's, maybe that's I would read it again for this. Yeah. Like, I think maybe that's its purpose. But I don't know. I actually I wrote down a quote because I was like, well, I don't even need to do a synopsis. This is what this book's about. This is the quote. It wasn't a monster come to eat me. It was this monster who's come to eat me out. I highlighted the same thing. <laughs> like that's it. That's what this book's about. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not the bad alien. It's this alien and he wants to eat me out and I like it. So great. But there, but there, okay. Now I feel bad because there is a lot of creativity in this book and there are some things that are almost just like 
so weird they're entertaining to me um but basically he keeps talking about what is that thing called is kush is krush do you remember i yeah i don't know how to pronounce it (laughs) or something i put it down and i can't find it but they all have this little cooey cooey k-h-u-i we'll say cooey so when he finds her, he's like, oh, my Kui knows that this is my mate. So there's a whole mate thing there for sure. Like, this is his person. And he ra- later explains that means that, like, he can breed with her. Because they can't – there's not a lot of women, and they can't breed with the women that they have come across. And, like, they want to make babies. They want to, like, you know, move along their little community um, or their species, I guess. <laughs> but then it's weird because it's not really – anyways, we'll get into that another time. But, um, like, their Kui – basically like tells them this is your person and so that's i think how they try to explain like why he could just go down on her and have no reservations like because this is my person my cooey just told me and then she waits don't want to eat my person's poopy pee pee yeah (laughs) um but then like he's got this like blue gold glow behind his eyes and so when she wakes he's like oh you don't have the blue go glow how sad you don't have a cooey we got to get you a cooey and basically this idea is like it's like this little parasite and that it'll make it to where all of these women can live on this planet. Yeah, because there's some sort them. of a toxin on the planet that's going to kill them if they don't get a cooey yeah. put in so, them. And that is a good way to like, okay, we time is of the essence here because they're all going to die. Also, they know that they all have trackers in them and that the basketball aliens are going to come back to get them. So they got to get moving. So, I mean, that was a nice way to just kind of get things progressing quickly. Um, but basically, you got to find a cooey if you're going to stay on this planet. And then if you get that cooey, it's going to let you know who your mate is. Yeah, so there you is a moment. Resonate. It, you resonate. Yeah. So there is a moment you're like, I think he brings it up. Like, if she gets her cooey, like, what if it doesn't resonate? But he's also very much like, there's no way because my cooey's resonating. We're going to resonate. <laughs> right? Typical man. <laughs> I sound silly even saying any of this. But uh, yeah. So basically. <sighs> You know, they get the girls. That that was kind of weird too, because there's also like he has all these like clansmen, and they're all like, "Oh my god, what if I resonate?" There's other women. Can we go find the women and see if we resonate? And so it's, it's just basically setting up that like, yeah, they're gonna resonate with these women and find cooies and live happily ever after. Yeah. So one thing that you didn't talk about that I thought was kind of insulting to Vectar's people. So. They're having to stay in these different, like, hunter's caves because, you know, it's like an ice – yeah, it's like an ice planet. Are you talking about the ship? The, like, yeah, so, like, yeah, they didn't know, know it was I was going to bring ship. that up. That's what I don't understand. Like, they don't know that it's a ship. But then also the ship that they find that is from, like, Vectal's, like, People. ancestors, basically – is very intelligent. Like yes. it's able, like she goes on there and it's like a computer and she's like, I need to speak this language and it scans her and suddenly she can speak that language. So yeah, I'm like, really convenient. Yeah. I'm like, how did you stumble so far? Like your people crashed here, let's say, you know, years and years and years and years ago. It was like 200 something years ago. They okay. Said. So yeah, they even gave us a time frame, and I don't understand how, they that crashed there, lost. had all that knowledge, yeah, and then just completely lost it to where they're just like savage caveman esque, you know, functioning off a of cooey alone. Like it didn't, like you'd still have some of that knowledge. Maybe you wouldn't have complete no, because for them to still be there, someone survived. So like, 
how was it completely lost? I didn't understand that. Uh, yeah, I feel like they even said there was like 60 of them or something like that. when, Or maybe even more than that when they first crashed there. But yeah, exactly. It was just a little bit, I don't know. That part wasn't satisfying to me because I no. thought, well, he doesn't – it doesn't strike me like you're setting it up to where he's a moron, but yet but he, you are able to go in there and be like, this is clearly beep, a ship. Beep, I'm going to like I, yeah. melt the ice around it and no one has ever noticed that there are like buttons under this iced over ship yeah. before or have, have any sort of sense of – curiosity about them right like did they all get hit on the head when they crashed and just forgot everything like it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all and then also like yeah why can she just like pop in there and be like oh i can totally work this right away it's still functioning too i know it's 200 years and been encased in ice but it's totally fine i mean i get it he's more familiar with a primitive society and she's familiar with computers but still you'd think that at some point previously they would have been curious about these buttons and pushing them or noticing that there was something under the ice and just exploring that it, that it didn't make a lot no. of sense to me yeah I didn't get that part either but I don't know like I said like I don't I was like reading it and I was kind of just like oh my god this is ridiculous but I kept reading it <laughs> I wasn't expecting to like it because I knew you had started it first and, like, and then Elaine also read it and didn't like it. Yeah. And I was warned about the rape, so I, I appreciated knowing that that was coming and that it was I could have used some warning. Oh, sorry. I should have warned you. Well, well no, actually, like, no, you read it first, so I, read, I, I okay. don't even think I well, knew and I feel you like, read it. I feel like um, maybe this is before this became something that authors are doing, but I see a warning a lot on books if there is something like that that's going to be included so i was like well there actually is a warning in the beginning is it on like the am oh it's on like the author's note or something i saw it okay well i didn't see that um so that's on me but yeah it was a little eh. it's definitely like more of what i would have expected when i would when i signed on to read a book about aliens you had some scary aliens you had I mean, not necessarily rape specifically, but some sort of terror. Okay. That's what was lacking in the last book is there was no – she wasn't ever really scared of him. So at least it's like, okay, she's we're here. She's on a ship. The story started. She's been abducted. There's aliens that look closer to – they're weird looking. They don't look like people. Um, This is more of what I was thinking. But obviously, like, these aren't – this isn't who she's going to fall in love love with. with. So I assumed that something was going to happen. I didn't know if, like, they they were going to get sold to the ice planet barbarian people. Yeah, I totally thought they were going to get sold and then turns out, oh, these aliens are not like the others, which, I mean – Or maybe, like, even just one wasn't. And so it was going to be about him trying to help her get back home or something like that. You are right, though. I can see what you're saying. Like, the the opening of this book and, like, the alienness of it is very much, like, what we see in, like, our alien movies or what I think the, like, common fear is amongst humans of aliens where, like, there's just emotional detachment and they just want to, like, you know, experiment on you and, you know, dissect you and stick things up your nose, you know, <laughs> like, like, fire in the yeah, sky. Yeah, you're, like, the... <laughs> the lesser 
Yes, yes. And so that definitely was captured in this book. But it was hard because I'm like, I think that was kind of what set me off because I was like, oh, God, like, this is that. But this is going to be sexy. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work for me. Um, But then you get an alien that's not that what I'd expect from alien. It's more like a werewolf or something. Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. sure. That I can handle and consider sexy. See, I, I think maybe that's why the rape part didn't bother me because it wasn't – those weren't the people – The people. That were then going to – we were going to need to like. Yeah. Like, this was, like, the, the bad guy and it wasn't put into a – it wasn't framed in a way that anyone should have or would have had a good time with that. Um, these were, like, the bad guys. So, they like, were. I don't mind it when that happens in a store – in a story if it's not meant to be sexy or something. And I that's not what it was there for. So But see that's it, where it I get bothered hard. me more. That's where I struggle because there's kind of this juxtaposition where you have this very like non-consensual, terrible gang rape. And then you have this woman waking up to an alien going down on her, which is also rape. So yeah. it's like kind of hard. I'm like, how do I get totally like terrified by that and then accept this like it's forcing the reader to like kind of accept it and I I didn't like that that's what really set me off at this point. that's fair I didn't yeah I wasn't jazzed about that introduction to the no character. and that's it's the beginning of the freaking yeah. book too like it's the tone is being set and that's what happens you're like whoa I don't know if this is what I want to read <laughs> like but I read it yeah, and then like I, I said it, like there's a humor to it that like I think mm-hmm. keeps you going because it's just like so absurd like you're like okay, <laughs> yeah. You it almost seems like she's gonna wake up at the end of the book and it was all gonna be a, a, a dream. dream. <laughs> Absolutely, it did. Oh, and I I think I wrote that too. Like when I was reading, I'm like, is this like a fever dream? Like what is this? Because <laughs> it does kind of have that feeling to it. Yeah, I mean, look, I say that I like it, and I think it's just a surprise because I liked it more. I didn't think I was going to have an enjoyable time reading either of these two books. Okay. And I liked Ice Planet Barbarians better than Krenor Captive because at the end of the day, the Krenor Captive was just a little boring. Okay. It was just kind of anticlimactic when it could have been more exciting based on what was going on. Like his planet was coming to invade Earth. Yeah, there and could have just, been some invasion happening in the yeah. book that would have been more, like, compelling. And maybe there is, like I said, in, in the other books in the series, because it's after that happened and it's kind of more, it seems like the female characters are, you know, having to deal with how that's played out. So that seems interesting. But with Ice Planet Barbarians, like, call it whatever you want, but it wasn't boring. No. <laughs> Like, I found myself looking forward to reading it, and there were parts about it that were exciting beyond the sex. Like, I do, even though there, I totally agree with you. Like I said, there was an absolute lack of world building going on. I do think that there are interesting ideas there. Yeah. I would read more to see how those are explored or if they are. If the, like, next two books end up being exactly the same thing as this and we haven't gotten an expansion on that world building, I would be less likely to continue with the series. I don't know that I'm going to ever come back and say, I read all 22. Certainly not one after the other, (laughs) like I would with some series. But 
I think I just surprised myself in that I, I did find enjoyment reading it and I really didn't think that I would. I get that. I was also kind of bummed. I just thought of this. Like, because I was like, well, the basketball aliens and the, the weird green aliens, they do get it eventually, right? Because the girls all take their trackers out and they throw them in this cave where these little like white gerbily things that attack and destroy everything are. And so they put the trackers in there. So you know that like the aliens are going to end up going there thinking the girls are there and meet their demise. But you don't even like get to like, I want to read the demise. Like these guys are nasty. I want to see them go down. And I didn't get to see them go down. Yes. <laughs> That was a a big complaint I had about the book is that this whole time you're setting it up so that there's this sense of urgency. Got to get away from these guys. Yes. And so they're setting it up that there's going to be some big confrontation with the big bad (laughs) of the book. And yeah, it was really just like they threw the trackers into this pit of like basically like snow cats is essentially what they are. Um, And then the aliens like go and they like laser beam down and they see oh shit all the trackers are in there so they must have gotten eaten and they didn't even I don't even think they died they're just like oh they're not here anymore and they fucked off back into the sky isn't that what happened yeah I assume they went in there to get the girls I don't think so because it's an alien planet like would they even know that there was like predators in there I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing is like, are these aliens advanced or are they not advanced? Because like the thing with the, um, the, what am I trying to say? That interprets the language that they put in the computer. No, the, the thing that the, they, the aliens, the the original aliens put in the one human's ear. Like, why wouldn't they just designate an alien to put that in the alien's ear so that the alien could speak English? why would they put it in yeah maybe maybe i mean they already like kidnapped more women than they could accommodate in the shit dumb and greedy yeah yeah definitely not possibly yeah possibly oh that was a weird thing too there's 12 characters in these pods just waiting to be explored oh my god yeah 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 yeah. they wake up at the very end yeah with the nice blue aliens not the savage aliens and then they all get cooies so they don't die that would be quite the, I don't know. I, I was thinking to myself, which way would I rather have been abducted? Because at least yeah. like the ones that were awake the whole time had some sort of adjustment period to come to terms with what their options truly are. Right. And they but realize like the you... option they have is a good one. Like, we yes, take this option. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, okay, you just woke up from what you thought you were still in your bed asleep at home and now you have to decide if you're going to get a cooey put in you or die yeah and then you might be mated to an alien but don't worry you're gonna like it i did (laughs) think that they did a good job about like the women don't have to if they don't want to they did try but i feel like they just did that to like appease modern day (laughs) readers Like myself that are like, "Mm, uh, we need some consent here because like even like she's like, well, you know, I could leave and try to get back to like Earth. Like, no, you can't like that. Come on. That wasn't ever really an option that you're just going to like hop on this. It's not even a ship. It was like a pod. Like, yeah, but like what are your chances? Possibly gotten the I don't remember what they were even called. Bechtel's people to help them like take over the other alien ship 
or you know like I mean, force maybe, one of them to take like, them back to earth do you know how to charter back to i mean she doesn't even believe in aliens in the beginning of the book and now she's going to figure out how to like fly an we'll alien keep one of them alive spacecraft well maybe she does i think she does mention that, that i don't know a, that could have been an option i just that, feel like that may have been the option i would have rather explored than be like well i guess i'm living on this snow planet then the snow planet with and the they no one else even got the opportunity to go back to his village to even see what it was going to be like what their life is like yeah so but don't worry a, they're already pretty big off. ask yeah you know i mean these girls have been through some rough shit so sure <laughs> Yeah, Whatever I suppose offering, at that point. It, well, yeah, and even Liz makes a joke that like they have fucking cooked meat. I'll go anywhere with yeah, them. Yeah, that starving was, see, to death. That's what I'm talking. There's like just like a level of humor throughout the whole book that made it palatable. I think. Um, but yeah, totally. Like they have cooked meat. Yes, thank you. Oh, that was <laughs> funny too. Where like he couldn't understand that she wanted her meat cooked. He's like, "What do you mean? This is beautiful, wonderful, fresh meat that I've ripped out of this animal for you." Yeah. Don't you want gross this? And she's humans. like, yeah, cook like fire. Like, <laughs> I did like the. I mean, I get what you're saying that they could have been more carefully crafted to give you a better idea of what yeah. his race of people. I keep calling them people, but I don't know really what a better yeah, way to I mean, describe it. What they're we like. don't read alien books. We don't know how to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did enjoy. The way that the chapters kind of flip-flopped like from his perspective, from her perspective. Yeah, well, she had to do that because there wasn't like an, another language that she designed or anything. Like, I think they had to flip perspectives like that. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hater. <laughs> well, you can hate it. I didn't I'm, hate I'm it. I'm not. That's I a, didn't I, love yeah. it. It wasn't the best thing I've ever read. Right. I would say like, I would recommend this as like, do you want to? like read some weird shit <laughs> like this yeah. is real weird check it's this weird. out it might make you hot it might i don't know like i'm still not sure if it made me hot but um it definitely it made me hot i don't know what to do with that information or like how I, it makes me feel about myself but it definitely made me hot honestly <laughs> because well, i remember the book you read i was really into and i'm like okay so apparently i want to be abducted and then have what's that called where you end up loving your captor yeah like, stockholm syndrome. stockholm i have a major like i know that that's my issue I'm like that's not sexy jessica but like oh hey it could be sexy but, but not, it's not like in your fantasy life yes my rational mind knows that it's not yeah you wouldn't actually want to like, be in that scenario I mean, that house sounded pretty nice, so. It was, yeah. I liked how when she went home, she was, like, missing those creature comforts of the bed that was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, well, anyway, yeah, so that was Aliens Attack. Aliens. Yeah, I did remember there was another alien book that I read that I liked. It was called The Star King, and that was more like space adventure. Yeah. So maybe you should read that one I would sometime. read more if we – I. Would I read more on my own or will we have to revisit this theme before I read more? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, you know, where my whims will take me when I'm released from this thematic reading that we've decided to do. Oh, yeah. Definitely I'm a rebel. A I'm sneaking stuff in on the side. Well, you're care. a f faster reader than I am because I don't have time for that. We'll see if I manage to read the book for next week. Cause I guess I've snuck in book two of a couple of things. 
Yeah. Like I did read the second um, scribe book. Oh, that's right. You I did. feel like there was something else that I also read, but now I forget. So whatever. I am almost done with that second Bleed of Crystal Bloom book. Oh, yes. I'm, stem. I hear that it has a really bad cliffhanger ending. So I know there's one coming. I can sense yeah. it. I'm like, oh, I'm dying to read it. But at the same time, since I know that there's a cliffhanger ending, I think that I can't remember. Elaine already read it. She told me the next one comes out in February, I want to say. So not, oh, it's not, that not long. like a terribly long time. Um, but yeah, so I'm, you know, I don't, I th- I'm probably not going to get a chance to read that until we're done with our season. But, you know, then my yeah, I would just wait. Less. Like, I don't I don't feel like you have to read it right now. Well, like, you didn't really no, like it. You didn't really true. like the first one. And I loved it. Yeah. So. The second one, I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of confused. I don't know. I was thinking I might possibly reread the first one, but I do feel like I remember it very well. So I don't know. I I feel that way a lot of times. And then I read the next book in a series. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I don't, who are these people? (laughs) I will say I am 90% in on this book and I just started to piece stuff together from the first book. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, Mm, you might want to do a little reread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that'll have to come later because we've still got several got episodes to do. Left. I'm excited where we're going next because I have been wanting to do these books for like since I first read them. So I'm so very what's excited. our theme for next week? It is hey, I know you. I feel like we need more Yeah, so it's there. mythological just characters. Like, yeah, recognizable characters from myth, religion, yes. lore. Mm-hmm. retellings if you will yes. using using other people's characters to tell a story uh, maybe a lot different than you might think when you yep. think of that you know particular character um so what are you reading i am reading guild by raven kennedy i'm i'm really excited because i think it's actually one of my favorite series at this point like it's up there for me yeah, it's great. It's, I don't know I, if I anything agree. can ever top Fever. I think Fever will always be number one just because it is what it is. And- I feel like I can't answer that until the entirety of this series is okay. done because I I would tend to agree with you in this moment. However, Fever is very uneven. It is. Yes. So, so that's true. If we're judging it as a whole, it's true. I could totally bump it. Yeah. Like fevers, fever books one through five in the in the pantheon for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can we just not talk about well, we've already talked about the other ones. Yeah, we've already about talked about yeah. <laughs> for those one. of you that haven't, yeah, listened to prior episodes, we do the whole fever series in season one. Every episode yeah. is is a book. So yeah. check that out. But yes, um, I'm so excited to reread this. And then I haven't read the most recent one, so I'm stoked. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. And so I just picked my own because <laughs> because I should we should preface this by saying that uh Jessica really wanted to reread the plated prisoner books yeah. that are already out before the latest installment and so you know we found a way to let me read ha- let her do to. that under the guise of different themes, themes for these episodes. <laughs> so we're going to be sticking with the plated prisoner for the next few weeks. Um, on Jess's end. Then Lisa's um, going to do what she wants to. And I'm going to do what I want to, which I I read Neon Gods by Katie Roberts. And I Jessica has not read this book, and I don't think she's going to. So 
I don't think I'll have time. Yeah, yeah. Um, So um, that is, you know, my pick. And should we just tell them the characters that are in um, this? Sure. So mine is Midas. Yeah, Yeah, and mine is, it's a, well, I mean, really, it's all the Greek gods, but it's like a modern day retelling of of Hades and Persephone, which there's there's quite a few of those. It's a lot. Milling around out there recently the one i i just read a book that was like a loose retelling of hades and persephone that um the deal was that yeah the deal with the elf king oh okay so that's another one it's Mm -hmm. interesting because i was actually going to read the scarlet saint Clair, who did the prince of or king of battle and blood yeah yeah um she did one and the first i don't know if the trilogy has a name but it's like a touch of darkness or something. And I I'm thought not that's even what sure you were reading, honestly. It, I was going to read that, and my Kindle had s- some oh, sort of problem, and issues. it wouldn't open. And so I tried to, like, delete it and re-download I had actually purchased the first book before I got Kindle Unlimited because the Touch of Darkness series is on Kindle Unlimited, FYI, <laughs> just to give Scarlet St. Clara a plug. Um so I had already purchased it. And so, yeah, it just wouldn't open up. It just kept saying opening. And so I tried deleting it. And then I borrowed it from Kindle Unlimited because I have that now. And it, I tried a few things and I just couldn't get it to open. So I said, all that's right, so well, weird. I'll read Neon Gods instead because that's also been on my list. Um, so, yeah, I still do want to read that one, which ended up being better because um, Neon Gods, that's also a, a series. I think there's four books there's one book coming and there's three that are released. Um, but it's every book is different characters. So that mm-hmm. ends up being better for the purposes of our podcast because I'm only reading the one book. And I think with a touch of darkness, like all three books are Hades and, and Persephone. So <laughs> there would have been more of like a pressure to read all three of them. And I don't know that I could have done that under the umbrella of the themes that we picked um, upcoming. So, so yeah, so... I'm reading Neon Gods, and she's reading Guild, the first of the Plated Prisoner series. And yeah, and we'll uh, be back to talk with you guys next week about what we think. Well, they already know. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the details, then. We'll have some details. (laughs) What you loved about it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub.com at gmail.com.